2: Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Russell Talk podcast. I am Chopper Pequenell, and today I am joined by my intangible co-host, Tempest. Hey,
3: bud. I'm Tempest. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We, don't, we don't do podcasts together anymore. At I least we, know. We, we it we're feels supposed like it, to.
2: Yeah.
3: yeah. yeah. So, so last week,
2: I did the podcast with Angela. The week before yeah. that, I did it with SP3, I think. Is it the week before that? Was that us, or Maybe. was that another? It's possible. Is that, was that someone else? Yeah, I it was forget week how these... that. Yeah, so this is like three weeks. That's a long time, man. Especially because we don't do NXT together anymore. So it's True. like a long time to like not talk to you.
3: You know. I know. Yeah, and there was there was an NXT episode, and there were like intangibles on it and stuff. <laughs> these, I... The breakout tournament has intangibles, Pete. You got to get back on. I'm Matthew. sure.
2: I'm, I'm sure, though. The thing is, I think I saw, uh, or at least saw people talking about them, and it sounds like they fixed them because they think they actually work as intangibles, mm. and then it's not as fun anymore.
3: You know? Right? Yeah. Man, they just can't get anything right over there in the 2.0 <laughs> land. Can <laughs> Even they? when
2: they get it right, they get it wrong.
3: The things that I want to be wrong, they're trying to get right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> How dare they!
3: How dare oh, they? Man. Truly,
2: yeah. Um yeah. Well, uh, how's it been going with you, man? Obviously, people haven't heard from you in a while.
3: Yeah, yeah. I haven't done a podcast this month. It's been, mm. uh, you know, it's been it's been a while. You know, hasn't mm. I haven't had the most fun, May. I'll be honest, but yeah. uh, you know, but but we're back, we're back, and we're yeah. we're here to talk about a SmackDown and a Rampage that. I was like, yeah, maybe, you know, if, if, if NXT is not my first show back, if, like, if I get a nice, fun Rampage, and then Rampage was kind of, like, meh, like nothing really happened on Rampage. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, I was hoping for, like, a nice, big, cool show to, to just slip right back into things, but, alas, I got the first, like, three out of five Rampage that I reviewed in I don't know how long.
2: Yeah. yeah. I think I gave last week's Rampage a three out of five as well, because I was like, I mean, it was fine, but, like... What was on last week's show? Exactly, Tempest. Exactly. Okay, well, I don't remember anything from the last
3: three weeks. I don't remember anything. (laughs) I don't remember anything from any show ever. You know, it all blends together because of this job. What did did they have last week? Um, I would love to tell you. Did they have... No... It's no, probably a women's match of some sort. Yeah. Was it the, the Owen Hart was it, first match? I was thinking, yeah. Was it uh, Ruby and Riho, maybe?
2: Yeah, Ruby and Riho. And that was, that was fun. That was fun. I like that. But like, it's, it's a fun match. Like usual on Rampage, it's a bit of fun. It's a
3: bit of fun. That's about yeah. it. You know? Yeah. Fine. Yeah, it really is about it most of the time. Yeah, like every once in a while they go out there and they put on like the John Wheeler or John Wheeler, good me, John Moxley Wheeler Yuta match, Mm -hmm. and it's like one of the best matches of the of the year, and it blows me away. And I was like, "Holy smokes, that's a Rampage main event!" And then we Mm -hmm. go back to just like you know, I thought this this week had like a bunch of cold matches.
2: Yeah, it was really weird this week because it feels like I mean we'll talk about it later when we actually talk about Rampage, but it just feels so supplementary and just mm. not important it's just it's a, it's not my vibe man
3: yeah vibe, like the current yeah rampage. so sometimes rampage feels like the peak of smackdown and sometimes it feels like main event and i it's really weird cuz <laughs> Those are two very diametrically opposite things, and you would think <laughs> that one show would not be both of those two things, like, within the same run. Yeah. yeah but, not
2: enough, it is. Um, yeah. We'll talk about it more later. Um, I'm quite excited, Tempest, because today is CBW Season 2 launch day. Yay! I have heard a couple of things that happen in this season. And I am really excited because when we did season Ooh. one back in 2020, I was in the room when they were recording. So even though I wasn't part of it, I was, I was there. So I got to watch it all unfold, um, in real time. This time I did it all in the No Rose Bars studio. So I, I was not present at all. Yeah. For any of this. So I don't know anything yeah. that happens apart from the few little bits that I've heard, but the few bits that I have heard, oh boy, it's, mm, it's, it's delightful. Um, I, I genuinely, I can't wait until until it goes up tonight because I think people are going to really, really enjoy it. Um, that's CBW, by the way, on Parts of Unknown, which you should go check out. Subscribe if you haven't because it's a real good show. Um, yeah, and a good it's gonna channel. Be some, very good channel. It's going to be some exciting stuff coming out of that. So, yeah,
3: should be good. It's an exciting time. It's content exciting time. hashtag content. So much content. Hashtag. (laughs) Hashtag content. So much content. Hashtag content.
2: Um, Anyway, we should talk about SmackDown. So that's what we're going to do. Here's the uh, show. Uh, What happened? Usos, they became your new undisputed tag team champions. A match that I thought wasn't going to happen, but it did. And they won. Crazy. Here's the show. Let's talk about the first thing that we're going to talk about. Where have all my notes gone? <laughs> all of I my notes know. are closed. How does this
3: keep happening to me? My oh, my God, It's always like, yeah, we're so prepared, you... and we set everything up, and then the show goes live, and, oh, no, everything's wrong, and I don't know where my notes are. Where is this music coming from?
2: Tempest, do you want to know where my notes are? Where are your notes?
3: they on the email? tablet in front of me. Ah, on the tablet uh, sitting
2: it. in front of my laptop.
3: That's where they are it's gonna be one of those podcasts I
2: it's gonna be one of those ones <clears throat> anyway send in your ultra chats to wrestletalk.com forward slash support if you have any thoughts about this episode of smackdown this episode of rampage tactile unification the banks and naomi stuff which we'll talk about more later um michael Cole talking about that on air um But the first thing we're going to talk about is this tag title unification match. This entire episode was being built around this tag title unification. They had loads of segments throughout the show, loads of hype packages, recaps, all that jazz to build up to this uh, main event. Um, And I, throughout the show, did not think this match was happening because they didn't do it last time, the tag title unification, which was going to be at WrestleMania Backlash. They canned it, last minute to change it to a six-man tag. And the reports coming out of it were that WWE had no intention of unifying the titles anytime soon. So I was like, cool, they won't be unifying them then. And then immediately after Backlash, RK-Bro were like, we're going to unify the tag titles. I was like, no, you're not. That's a lie. You're not going to do that, are you? Because you didn't do it last time. Why would you do it now? And then they said, tag title unification is going to be on SmackDown next week. I was like, well, it's definitely not happening there. There's going to be a screwy finish or the match won't happen and it will happen at heaven a cell if it happens at all. But smack my ass and call me Judy. They did the match on SmackDown. Crazy. I did not see this coming at all. They just they just did a match with, with a finish. God said the finish was screwy because Roman Reigns got involved, but it was finished nonetheless. Um, what did you make of this of this match? of RK Bro versus Usos, Tempest.
3: I mean, I thought it was a decent match. You know, I thought the yeah. match itself was was fun enough. And that doesn't yeah. really surprise me considering I think I have been saying for about a year straight that the only two tag teams worth anything in WWE at the moment are the Usos and RK Bro. And here we are and they've they're now feuding with each other. So that 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 works. I like that. I like their chemistry together. These are four talented guys obviously gonna have a good match. That being said, I don't like that a unification match has a screwy finish.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: You know what I mean? Like, I get that this is something that is that will then build to more things, and then you'll get some sort of clean finish at some point, I'm sure. But I don't feel like, because I would imagine that we are not going to have these titles split again. I could be wrong, but... I would be very surprised if I saw the Raw and SmackDown tag team championships split apart from each other. The WWE and Universal titles, I think they could go their separate ways and be two separate belts again. At any time, I think they could do that. But they just don't have enough tag teams to really justify having two sets of belts. That goes for the women's division, too. Well, that's neither here nor there. So to me, this should kind of be a more monumental match. And just Mm -hmm. to have it be like, oh, ref's distracted, oh, there's Roman Reigns, oh, the match is over. That's kind of lame. I would have just preferred, like, like, this match started and there was like 25 minutes left in the show. I was like, they're just going to have an all-time classic SmackDown main event and they're going to have a tag title change and it's going to be fantastic. And we got about, like, 50% of, of that, you know? Like, not one or the other, but, like, half of both of those things. Yes. You know, instead of getting, like, a really great match with a lousy finish. It was just kind of like, yeah, it was, it was good. And then we we, just, we didn't have a mighty match. Just, yeah. So yeah. I, I, th- I still think it was like, it was a net positive on the show because there wasn't a whole lot else happening. But I don't know. I feel like the unification of two of your long running titles should probably be something that'll be like on a pay-per-view or built up to at SummerSlam and whatever. I, I'm not saying that they should build up rk bro and usos for another like two months because i i don't have the patience for that sort of thing but i would think that a moment like this would be treated with a little bit more reverence but
2: yeah i mean they they tried their best on this show to make it feel big like they were using a lot of the big buzzwords that they normally do surrounding you know stuff that they think is important Mm -hmm. um but i mean they had the right build for it for wrestlemania backlash that felt monumental. That felt, you know, important. That was probably going to be the biggest show on Backlash till it got changed mm. to the Six Man Tag. But then they just decided not to do it there. So my my overall feeling coming out of this was like, okay, cool. Why didn't that happen at Backlash? <laughs> like that's that's my, that's my confusion over this because, like you said, the match was match was good. Like the Usos win. Okay, mm. cool. More stuff for the Bloodline. That's fine. But like. It feels like there's something missing. Like there was something that was needed to make this more important than it felt. Mm. Whereas, like you said, it was good, but it wasn't great. And the title unification should really be great,
3: you'd think. Right. Yeah. And I mean, the ad nap too appropriately points out that Austin versus Jericho for the Undisputed Title had a screwy finish. That was also bad. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> i not going to be good. No, I'm not going to take pointers from WWE in 2001, I'm going to say that. But, yeah, yeah, like, with hindsight now, I guess they wanted to just have content for the month of May on SmackDown. But why could they not have just put all the titles on the line at Backlash and had the Bloodline win? You would have come out with the same thing. Mm -hmm. You just wouldn't have falsely advertised your pay-per-view, you know? Mm It would have made that match feel a lot more important than it was just, oh, it's just a fun trios match in the main event of a pay-per-view. Like, I don't know. I I feel like portions of that match and portions of this match should have, like, been merged or swapped or something because, like, there's your, your monumental match. You just put the titles on the line there and make that feel more main event, more main event, more monumental, and then you have this SmackDown main event where you can do a screwy finish. And you don't need to waste a title unification on a screwy finish. I don't know.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I, I understand the point that like, uh, J4 said in the chat that the match would have been very predictable if all the titles were on the line. Predictable to me doesn't necessarily mean bad. Because yeah. you can have a predictable outcome and still have a really great match out of it. Because there would have at least been the question of but what if Drew McIntyre won? You know, would they switch all the belts here? Would, like, you know, Drew pin one of the Usos and Roman still hasn't lost, but he loses mm. his belt. Like, how how would that play in that dynamic of Roman and, and Jay? Like, I don't think it would have happened, and I don't think many of us would have thought it would have happened, but there would have been just that little bit of the back of your head to be like, but what if, you know? Yeah. Whereas something like this, there's no... There's not as many stakes, because Roman's not involved, right? It's a tag mm. unification, but it doesn't feel as important because it's not on pay-per-view, and Roman's not involved. It's just everything feels significantly less important this way, which is kind of how WWE sees their tag division as a whole. But, you know, um, yeah. the one the one positive I will say coming out of this, one positive, that's a, that's a bit harsh. There are many positives coming out of mm-hmm. this. One of them, I think, is that RK-Bro would now not feel out of place to challenge Roman for the belt, either of them, which I think right. is great. That is, one, what a build for Riddle to go mm-hmm. from, you know, Goofball man who's around the US title scene to suddenly not be out of place to challenge Roman for the top belt, that's that's good. That's that's pretty good stuff. Goofball. He's my favorite I was gonna say he's my favorite superhero, yeah. He's my favorite Um, yeah. Yeah. Um and of course, Randy Orton, which right now it genuinely feels like at one point Roman versus Drew felt like the biggest match they can do. I think now that's Roman versus Orton. I think that's the biggest match they can do. And if they're going to be holding off for Orton versus Roman till SummerSlam, cool with me. If you do that at a big stadium, I think I'd be into that.
3: With the current see, run that Orton's on. The real story of Roman Reigns is he's systematically destroying OVW. Mm, he beat that's what John Cena. He beat yep. Brock Lesnar. Now he's going for Randy Orton. He just, say, he just needs Batista to come back. I was going to say, he just needs Batista to come
2: back, and then he'll have the whole set.
3: Yeah, he can beat Shelton Benjamin in, like, a main event SmackDown mm-hmm. title match or something like that. Anyway, I got to say, there, there's a few quick points I want to make about this, this whole situation here. Number one, do you think we get a new set of belts here that will be half red and half blue and look like a popsicle? No. No. I hope not. Or they're really they're I because I think they're more likely just going to be obsessed with everybody walking around with two belts. I think that's yes. kind of like the point of this. But mm-hmm. they did the graphic where it came up was like, oh, the Raw and SmackDown Unified Tag Team Championship. It came up, it was half of each color. I was like, it looks like a popsicle. It's red <laughs> and blue and like vaguely like white silver in the middle. You know, and I was mm-hmm. like, this looks like a rocket pop or something. My more important point is I think this story would have been exponentially more interesting had the Usos lost. Yes. You know? I agree. the Usos have been the SmackDown Tag Team Champions for like 300 and some days. It's basically been a year now. They've beaten every team, and realistically, since Jimmy Uso joined the bloodline like on a more official manner last year, how is any member of this crew in any way different from where they were a year ago? Like, I know that we went through a Paul Heyman journey there, mm-hmm. but as, like, a group of characters, how is the bloodline in any way different than, when, than it was a year ago? And I don't think it is. Uh, they, right. they
2: now point upwards, and they say, we're ones.
3: Ah. I thought that was Nuso's thing. I don't know. I just think that if if the Usos had lost, that would have given you a chance to, like, you know, well, Roman is mad at his cousins, which has always been the most interesting part of this. When yeah. Roman is mad at his cousins, I don't care about this family just controlling wrestling. Like, I want to see some conflict here. And we haven't had conflict with Romans in, in a more traditional line since, aside from the Paul Heyman thing, in a very long time. And I would have liked the chance to see that these, these this summer this summer lead into SummerSlam with, like, a big Roman Reigns thing. Oh. Yeah.
2: There was was a very slight hint of that in the opening promo, which went way too long, which we'll talk about in more detail um, in a little bit. But the end of that was Roman hugging the Usos, And as he did, he just stared down the hard cam and just gave a little smile like he's manipulating the Usos. And I was like, that's nice. That's good. That's good that Roman is doing that. Weird, because they haven't referenced any of that story at all. And his manipulation of them in this sense was, you should go and win. Which isn't really a manipulation. That's just him saying encouraging words.
3: That's just encouragement. (laughs) that's not he, manipulation at all you go out there today and you do your best yeah i'm such a terrible He's person weird. guys i can't believe i manipulated him today <laughs> <laughs> uh but
2: uh, everyone is saying that there's technical difficulties on this stream so
3: we had that at the end of Mania too where oh, it's really? like it, it wasn't bad for either of us but mm-hmm. it comes through on the stream I think it's a YouTube thing, but I don't know that for sure. We'll just
2: say it's a YouTube thing. So hopefully, if it's lagging now and it's really bad to watch live, at least hopefully it will process correctly.
3: Everybody hit the refresh button at once in three, (laughs) two, (laughs) one. Problem solved. Amazing. Now everyone's back
2: and everything is okay.
3: Yeah. Right? My dog is like uh, slowly anyway. making more and more noise sitting mm-hmm. on my floor and I'm like I know that like at some point in the next half hour you are going to make me get up and open the door it hasn't yeah. happened yet. Mm-hmm. But she's slowly making more noise than she was 15 minutes ago.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, um anyway, uh I don't really have too much else to say on the the main event thing. I I'm interested, now that the tag titles have been unified, I think it is noteworthy. Uh, I think it would have been better if RKB won, but I'm okay with the Usos winning. I Mm. don't know where we go from here. I don't know where the next progression's going to be. Whether it is going to be Riddle and Orton going after Roman, or they're going to try and win the tag titles back, I don't know. But I think I'm interested because I like everyone
3: involved. I believe... From what I've heard in the Observer, the plan is Riddle at the next pay per view, then Orton, then Drew. So, okay, I guess Riddle, uh, Riddle for Hell in a Cell match, maybe, maybe or, ma- or maybe, maybe Money in the, money in the Bank. In the bank. That's the one after, right? Yeah, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know which one's Roman is is missing or or what. I don't maybe. know what the deal is, but I know Ro- uh, I mean, Riddle and, and Orton are supposedly going to be his next challengers, which to me is still crazy because like. I would have think he would have hit Orton, like, early in this this run, Yeah, you know, because that's a big star. But they've had so little interaction with one another over the years, and I kind of like that, you know? Mm. I like that every time Randy Orton and Roman Reigns wrestle each other, it feels important, because it doesn't yeah. happen often, you know? It's like SummerSlam 2014, I remember that, like, right off the top of my head, because it's not like... You ask me when did Daniel Bryan face Dean Ambrose? I'd be like Pfft, SmackDown. I don't know. Doesn't matter. You know. Yeah. But this match, you know, it's pretty pretty important. Big stars. When did when did Kofi Kingston face Dolph Ziggler? <laughs> <laughs> when didn't he wrestle Dolph Ziggler? Pete? <laughs> well, we got SummerSlam 2010, and then that SmackDown, mm-hmm. and then Capital Punishment. I'm pretty sure. And you just go on and on and on. Yeah. Also, it's more than every likely they Smackdown. did wrestle. They did yeah. wrestle on a pay per view than not. Yeah.
2: Um, I will also say one final point about this segment was the very end of the show. And this is a minor point, but I'm still going to bring it up anyway. The very last bit. They, they beat down RK-Bro after the match as well. Roman and the Usos beat down. I thought the beat down looked pretty cool. Jay did a big mm-hmm. splash off the turnbuckle through the commentary table. They were beating him up mm-hmm. with steel steps. Roman did a couple of guillotine chokes. It, was all, it looked pretty cool. And they all held up their titles at the end. And then Kevin Dunn. need to calm your fingers down son because oh my god the amount of camera cuts they had at the end of the show where it was literally like Bloodline, Heyman, Orton, Riddle Crowd, Roman, Bloodline, Heyman Orton, Riddle I was like stop it focus on one thing surely the visual you want to end on is everyone holding their titles up and as soon as everyone got their titles up they didn't even get them all the way up they literally got them to about here and it was like we need to show the crowd like, why? Focus on the visual you want. Weird. Yeah. Just stop yeah. it. Oh, man. Yeah. It really annoyed me. Like, the camera work annoys me again, but it's like a, a base level annoyance. I'm like, it's a bit annoying. This one yeah. really annoyed me to end the show. I was like, stop it. Stop cutting. You don't need to do it this much. Anyway.
3: Yeah. It annoyed me. It's bad. It's bad. bad yeah. Bad camera work.
2: We should get into uh, some of your ultra chats here. Uh, make sure to get those into wrestletalk.com forward slash support. Uh, and we're going to read out all the ones that are five US dollars and up by the time the show goes off the air. Um, uh, Valid Mama Dipudi's been a member for 13 months in a row. Thank you so much. Uh, that says, uh, Ooh, Spry, you're making the kids cry. <laughs> I will say some of the shots they got at the crowd during the beatdown were quite good because there was mm-hmm. a mom with, like, the fingers in her kid's ear. There was a kid that was really upset. There was, like, some dad who was, like, <sighs> like really, like, bummed out that RK-Bro didn't win. I was like, those are good shots of the crowd. Just interspersed them, like, <laughs> further out. Not so quickly, but, you know. Um, I,
3: oh, I always remember... I always remember Hell in a Cell 2010 when Cena lost to the the had to join the Nexus and all that. And there were a lot of people saying that that match should have been like the main event because the main event was like a stupid Undertaker came like one star garbage match. And sure. I always remember that show because like a sizable portion of the crowd left after the John Cena match because it was just parents taking their crying kids home. Yeah. And I was like, if I doled out hundreds of dollars to go to a WWE pay-per-view and I had to leave halfway through the show because my kid was crying that John Cena lost. Meanwhile, I would have been like, John Cena has to join the Nexus. Oh, my kid's crying. Crap. I guess I can't stay for this main event that I really want to see. (laughs) But you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if I'm taking you Damn to it, a pay Damn it, kids, WWE stop being such a mark. If, yeah, if I'm taking you to a pay-per-view, you're not crying and making me leave. <laughs> we paid for this. You're going to sit down and watch this show. Ugh,
2: oh, God. Oh, um, <clears throat> Kevin, Ultra Chats in to say, raise your hand if WWE didn't ask you if Sasha and Naomi let you down. Don't you dare speak for me, Michael Cole, with your stupid soul patch. Obviously kidding, nothing against Cole's beard style. I mean, I'm making no comment on it.
3: Yeah, I mean, you don't, don't have say. to say no offense. You, yeah. can have all, you can have all the offense you want.
2: <laughs> yeah, if you want to, it's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, we'll talk more about the sessionary Naomi stuff when we get to it. Um, but uh, let's do a couple more here. Legit Underboss said, uh, Look at Luke act- acting like a real grown-up, so proud. I'm assuming this is from the show yesterday
3: probably no it's from that time
2: <laughs> <laughs> sure uh, yeah um brian moore says oh, uh, welcome back tempest uh i'm proud to announce to you guys that this june i officially started my pro wrestling training also just a few weeks ago uh, i found out that mike myers isn't british i'm sorry tempest i need to give canada their respect
3: brian the hell's that brian you don't know that the the great Canadian legend Mike Myers is Canadian. He wore a Maple Wild. Leafs jersey in the Love Guru. <laughs> that whole movie is about the Maple leaves. and That's probably why we're still so bad. That movie was like an extra curse on top of our existing <laughs> curses. Oh, isn't uh, there, like West in that movie too? Like Kanye West and Mike. I Myers haven't seen out. it, I'll watched be honest. Them, like, yeah. I watched it one time and it was terrible.
2: Doesn't Brian, what up me. With that?
3: Get on top of that, Brian.
2: Yeah. yeah. But also congratulations on the wrestling training. I
3: hope it goes well. Indeed. Indeed. Um I hope nothing anyway. but the best for you.
2: rest of Smackdown, it started off with, good God, so much filler. There's obviously the opening sting. There's the, the, uh, Usos RK bro video package for later. Roman Reigns' entrance. The first word on this show was uttered at seven minutes in. Seven mm-hmm. minutes, Tempest.
3: Oh, goodness I've me. stopped, I've stopped keeping track. I just start the show like ten minutes late and rewind yeah. by like 30 seconds and be like, okay, I didn't miss anything. yeah. Uh,
2: this was a really long promo to get to nothing. Um, This was Roman Reigns saying, acknowledge me. Paul Heyman did a long thing about why Roman is great and why the Usos are great and how they can live up to their greatness and the island of relevancy and the bloodline and we the ones. And there's just nothing, really. Paul Heyman just said like, hey, these guys need to win and they're going to win. And the Usos were like, hey, we're going to win. And Roman was like, acknowledge me. And that was the whole promo, but a long time to get there.
3: Yeah. You know how the people uh, very often would conflate The Miz being a good talker with cutting good promos?
0: Mm. These
3: were a bunch of good talkers, but they didn't say anything, you know? Yeah. Nothing that they said here made me interested for what comes next, which is my problem with the majority of The Miz's promos, you know? Not to make this about The Miz, but like, you know what I mean? Like, they're all good talkers. They should be able to make me excited about something. But I got through the end of this, and I'd be like, yeah, they just it's the obligatory opening SmackDown promo that I've heard a million times. They don't mm-hmm. say anything new.
2: Yeah. Here's another thing we didn't mention about the title Unification before, is that I don't understand everyone's character motivations at this point, because... They have them? Why, was, why did Roman call off the title Unification... Because then he also allowed, like last week, he allowed the Usos to make their own judgment as to whether they wanted to do the Tactile Unification match or not. The Usos spoke for themselves and accepted the match. And Roman was okay with that, I think. I think that's what he wanted them to do. And then this week, he was, you know, totally on their side, just being like, hey, don't let me down. And then obviously he got involved again in the match, so he made them win anyway. So I'm like, who wants what? Because why did Roman call off the tactile unification if he wanted them to unify the tactiles? That doesn't make any sense. What does Roman want out of this? Because then he let the Usos do it. If he wanted to make the choice for himself, because he's the one that ripped up the contract and made sure that the match didn't go ahead of Backlash, if that's what he wants, then why did he then allow the Usos to speak for themselves to then make the tactile unification match again? Uh, what do they want? Why were the Usos okay with Roman ripping up the contract? Because I, th- I thought they wanted the Tactile Unification match. When RK Bro wanted it, which made they're the ones that stayed consistent. RK Bro wanted it, then they got the contract ripped up, and then they wanted it again after Backlash. So that's okay. For everyone else, I don't know what anyone else wants. Who's challenging Roman for his titles? <laughs> <You don't know.
3: laughs> Remember when Shinsuke Nakamura was lined <laughs> up for all this? Oh, man. Oh, goodness yeah. me. I, I had a anyway. point to make in all that, and then I forgot. What yeah, it was. sorry, I talked yeah, for too long. Just, it, it's fine. It's just, good lord, like, yeah. Let's 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 do something here. Let's Wait move on. It. Wait for it. That's what it is. It's
1: mind yeah. games. It's, it's all mind, games. mind games. I remember.
3: I remember what I was going to say now, because you know how you know how the thing is that like WWE shows are all written like the day of and all that mm-hmm. nonsense. You know i i've once heard that like george lucas wrote the conveyor belt scene and attack of the clones while he was like on the way to the shoot and that movie is also bad <laughs> because you don't do that because when you're trying to figure out character motivations you need to have these things planned out ahead of time oh. so when you're Roman Reigns tearing up a contract because he doesn't want this match to happen. Two weeks after, he says he wants them to win the titles, and then they go back to winning the titles two weeks later. I don't follow the story.
2: Who knows, man? Um, After that, uh, we got Shinsuke Nakamura versus Sami Zayn. Now, this is a really fun match. Uh, This appears to be the SmackDown formula now with the last few weeks, which is the first match that we have on the show we're just going to let them have a proper match. We're going to give oh, them boy. time. They're going to have psychology. They're going to wrestle properly. Great. Do more of that. I, I'm all for I that. I
3: endorse this. I endorse yes. this wholly.
2: Um so yeah, it's this is really fun and it's just getting more and Sammy Zayn's. So you know they had a good match when they're allowed to. Uh and I really liked that they called back to the match that they had a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. um with sammy winning that match by count out we're doing the huluva kick and, and Shinsuke can get back in the ring because at this one they go back and forth for ages and it's a bit of fun action in the ring they're very good wrestlers uh sammy hits shinsuke with a michinoku driver on the outside and i was like oh and that's going to be the finish again but it, w- it was in like a an excited like oh man that's the finish like that's that's actually pretty good to continue like that character trait for sammy zayn Nakamura just makes it back in for nine. And I was like, okay, that was a really good spot. That was really good. Like callback to their previous match. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a good spot. Good spot. After that, Shinke comes back, hits Sammy off the ring post, chucks him into the timekeepers area. And the referee's counting. And I'm like, that's the finish. That's a really good spot, because now Sammy's getting a taste of my medicine. Okay, this really, really works. And Sammy was stumbling on his way back to the ring, and I was like, he's just not going to make it for 10. Oh, that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a solid little finish. Good callback to their previous match. And Sammy just gets back in the ring at 9, and I was like, that's brilliant selling from Sammy Zayn, because I didn't think he was going to make it. Totally bought it as the finish. And immediately, after he gets back in the ring, King Shasta from
3: Shisuke Nakamura, and he wins. And I was like,
2: that was really good. That was a yeah. really fun match.
3: This is exactly what I want out of my SmackDown. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, this was really, really enjoyable, and I've also once learned not to bring up Attack of the Clones, because that has kind of uh, changed the direction of the com- of the conversation in the chat. So, yeah,
2: in the live chat, yeah, let not us know what Star- you think.
3: Ever let's not talk about Star Wars. It's too uh, divisive, man. It is. Let's talk WWE. About <laughs> <instead>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really, really, really good match. I thought, you know. Mm. Again, like I just want to see good wrestlers have good matches on this show. If you're not going to give me story, then at least give me good matches. In this mm-hmm. case, they gave me a good match. Yeah. Hell yeah.
2: Yeah. I, I, I said in my editor review, like I'm not 100% sure what story this was furthering, if it is really furthering a story, but it was a very fun match, so I can't really complain. Mm-hmm. So
3: Yeah. If it's a boring match with nothing happening, then I'm like, okay, what did this advance? If it's just a fun mm-hmm. match then you can kind of get away with it. And that's why I keep getting blown away by this show. Because you know how much we would forgive with, like, WWE storytelling if the matches were all just like this? Right. If it was yeah. If it was two hours of a show that was like this, we probably wouldn't care that much that, like, oh, Sami Jane and Shinsuke Nakamura didn't advance a storyline. I don't think we would care that much if we just got matches that were this good all the time.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, Do you want to talk about a segment that was boring and didn't further anything and was a complete waste of time?
3: (sighs) Which one are you talking about?
2: It's Happy Talk,
3: Tempest. Oh, it's Happy
0: Talk. Which isn't actually Happy Talk,
2: because it's just a promo. It's not a talk show anymore. It's just Corbin talking, and that is now called Happy Talk.
3: We somehow backdoored our way into somehow needing to have a microphone in Baron Corbin's hand every single week. And I what? don't quite understand how we got here. No. You know? I don't I don't, know. I don't, I don't get it. I really don't get it.
2: Me neither. But, goodness mm. me. Okay. So, the spot last week, of dropping the Under the Giant trophy onto the chair on Moss's neck, was a good spot. I enjoyed it. I think it looked very good. We got a little recap of it here and be like, oh, he did the thing last week and next we're going to have happy talk. And I was like, okay, cool, fine. I'm not fine with happy talk, but, you know, the recap's fine.
3: <laughs> he comes out. fine.
2: Yeah. He <laughs> comes out. Starts doing a promo. Throws to a recap of the segment from last week. I was like, we already saw this. But we watched it anyway, again anyway. <laughs> and then he says, I uh, beat up Mad Cat Moss. I'm very cool and he's stupid. I want to watch it again. So then we watch the recap again. And it replayed three times. Why, when you have something good, do you ruin it immediately, <laughs> WWE? I now don't care about the spot. My God. This is just like the perfect example of WWE taking something organically very good and immediately running it into the ground.
3: Boy, this sure sounds familiar, doesn't it? Mm. I think you, you may have said, like, word for word exactly that when Cesaro did the UFO spin at WrestleMania Oh, last my year. God, yes. And they showed it, like, 30 times on television that week. I, I swear, someone could go back and look, because I think you could have said those exact same words about it WWE genuinely- taking something organically cool and running it down and, and the whole deal.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: God. Also goes to show how much this company doesn't change. Yeah, we are in a, a time loop.
2: Um, This it was another very long promo to say nothing. Mm-hmm. This was Corbin saying, I am Corbin, he is Moss, I beat him up.
3: That's the whole promo! <laughs> I would love so much more if that was the promo. <laughs> I <laughs> he would just as well. came out and say, I am Corbin. He is Moss. That, that might be the best promo that Baron Corbin's ever cut. Yeah. You know? That'd be really
2: good. Oh, God.
3: Um, what a waste of time. I'll be he, he destroyed the trophy. Yeah. Yeah. Not the Andre the Giant Mustard Trophy. Oh, my God. Oh, and no.
2: Then- Michael Cole on <laughs> commentary goes: "The Andrew the Giant Memorial Battle Royal kickstarted so many careers here in WWE. I'm like, like who Cole?
3: Give me Same an example. Uh, uh, yeah,
2: like the closest example is Baron Corbin. That's the closest we came.
3: Yeah, but they
2: don't mention the fact that he won it. Why aren't they mentioning that? That's that yeah. could be part of the story.
3: I mean." Okay, hang on, hang on a, hang on a tick. I'm trying a tick. to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to work this out. This is Cesaro, big show, then Corbin, then Mojo, then Matt, then yeah. Corbin and Moss are the only ones that are still employed, other than Jey Uso, to have won <laughs> this Uso. trophy. That's it. There's three people. <laughs> oh no. What can you even say about this trophy anymore? (sighs) I mean, to be fair, the only career that they could, like, even lie about saying that it launched is Baron Corbin, and he's still one of the ones that's there. So say that!
2: make it part of the story surely you've got to his oh. neck is on the trophy that he destroyed like oh surely there's something there, anything there oh my god they we have spent way too much time on this who cares it's Corbin um we got a recap of Gulak and Ricochet Drew Gulak got to face Walter again there was another quick squash match this was less fun than the match that they had before. I feel like the last one had more fun Walter offense. It was just like, I'm going to hit you with a power bomb," and that was about it. Like, he did a few chops, but they weren't as good as normal. Something was a little bit missing. I don't know. Um, but then, he uh, Walter locked in at Boston Crab. Afterwards, Ricochet came down, and it looks like we're going to be getting a Walter Ricochet program, which I'm all for. If Walter wins the IC title, I think that's good. It keeps him with a belt without having to mm-hmm. challenge Roman. You know, he it doesn't. It's not like he's missing something. It's fine. I mean, the IC title means dick all, but you know, it's something.
3: Yeah, but I feel like Walter is the type of wrestler that would be devalued by holding the Intercontinental Championship. That's you fair. Know? To me, watching right now, it like. I know that they've got their plans and everything, and it's not going to go this way. But if I was booking this, I would just have Walter do this same thing until SummerSlam where he would just challenge for the title, you know? Like, Brock Lesnar didn't win the Intercontinental Championship en route to facing The Rock. You know what I mean? Then I still get that same sort of view here where it's like he's a main event guy, and I don't necessarily right now want to see the main event guy holding a mid-card championship. Now, of course... Their their answer to that is just going to be make him not a main event guy, you know, and he'll be Intercontinental Champion and he'll probably lose quite a bit. Maybe he won't lose. Maybe he'll only lose when he loses the title. But Mm -hmm. typically, being linked to a mid-card championship is not a very good thing a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. These days, anyway. It's not like it used to be. But that being said, I will give them props because I love the presentation of Walter with the exception of like, I mean, I would have preferred Walter, black coat and, you know, the whole of the Walter thing. But the way that they're doing it, it's, I believe, a lateral change for the Mm -hmm. most part. I prefer the name Walter to Gunther, but that is... You know, it doesn't matter. It's a wash at this point. I think Ludwig Kaiser is doing a fantastic job Is doing a little personal ring announcer deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's really good. I like the package of, of Walter and Gunther and whatever this is. It's, I just hope it, it. I will let this one play out and hope that it doesn't burn me. But again, yeah. I've been I, here before. I know how this goes.
2: I have got minimal gripes with the presentation of, of Gunther. Mm. My thing is, you had Walter. Yeah. Like, the ch- the changes aren't necessarily bad, but it's just like, but why did you do that? It's right. unnecessary.
1: Yeah.
2: Like, also. E- even if it's the, the copyright thing of the name, sure. Right. But, like, changing the music, changing mm. the black coat to the red, with Luke, Ludwig Kaiser doing the intro. Also, his name is now Ludwig Kaiser. Like, it's just like a lot of, like, little changes, like, but you didn't need to do all that cuz you had mm-hmm. Walter right there you know but yeah. that's 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 my thing
3: and also quickly from Hector Rodriguez asking if anyone's been the WWE and Intercontinental champion at the same time the ultimate warrior did that at WrestleMania 6 and promptly uh, vacated the Intercontinental championship the more you know and Seth Rollins held the WWE and US at the same yes. time yes He's been nice. a, he's been w cha- double champion a lot, He'll, like mm. hold the tag belt with his rival a bunch. i yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah.
2: Um. Anyway, after that, uh, L A Knight made his SmackDown debut. Except he's not called L A Knight anymore. He is Max Dupree.
3: Okay. Um. I, he's I, I'll,
2: got I'll, a group. Go
3: on. <sighs> yeah. Oh go on. It's it's. It, he's
2: he's he's got a group yeah. called Maximum Male Models. Yeah, and Sonia Deville hired him because Adam Pierce didn't know who he was, and he said, "Well, um, the the Sonia Deville hired me, so you better check that contract again." And then he says, "My name is Max Dupree," and A- Adam Pierce goes, "Okay, Max Dupree," and he goes, "No, no, no, Max Dupree," and he goes, "Max Dupree," he goes, "No, no, Max Dupree," and Adam Pierce the goes, thing again. "Max Dupree." And he goes, you're so close, and then walks off. Pat McAfee then goes, Max Dupree, and I was like, I can already tell I'm gonna hate this instantly.
3: Yep, it's it's the Fandango thing again, where everybody hated Fandango because of his stupid vignettes and his stupid. It's fun, John. He did that for like weeks before his match with Jericho at WrestleMania, and everyone hated it. So maybe you chuck that in the bad idea bin
2: not everyone tempest.
3: Oh not! did you enjoy the fandango bit? I was I did was fan Oh, you're offending.
2: That, this was like peak WWE fandom for me as well. So anything oh. they did, I was like,
3: great. See, my my thing with this is I feel like Eli Drake, LA Knight and Max Dupree are all pretty much the same quality of names relatively maybe you go a tick up or a tick down in either direction but what is the point of developmental if not to develop the character that is to be used on the main roster and that is the whole thing that i don't want to go into that i don't i don't care which of those three names he he uses stop freaking changing it (laughs) You can change it from the outside of WWE to when he signed with WWE. I will allow for one name change, but once they've been on WWE programming with a name, don't change the name without a full repackage. No, no. And no. I guess this is a full repackage to be fair. Mm. Cause I mean, LA Knight wasn't a friggin' uh, an agent for a male stripper company or whatever this is. <laughs> Maximum male models, Tempest. Oh, I'm sorry. He's a, he's an agent for a male porn star <laughs> agency. Exactly, yes. God
2: damn it. Um, uh, apologies if you can hear any like, loud music, by the way, if my mic's picking that up. Because there's some loud music playing directly underneath us.
3: I can't hear anything. Oh, God. From the crowd. There's some thumping
2: bass underneath it that is shaking the floor. I think you're good. Uh, anyway, after that, RK Bro do a backstage promo. Uh, we got a recap of Raquel Rodriguez from last week. Shotzi and Aaliyah in Gorilla argue over it. Shotzi's promo was awful, not because of Shotzi, but because of the material she had to say, because humans don't talk like that. Yeah. You're an absurd Amazon. Who says that? Ridiculous. I don't know.
3: If someone if uh, someone pitched me those two words next to each other on a script, I'd fire them. Yeah. Like, no, I'm sorry. You're doing a bad job. You're fired. Yeah. That's it.
2: Uh uh, I enjoyed uh, Raquel entered, Shotzi then entered, with a helmet on. She did not have a helmet on on a promo, and then as soon as she entered, she took the helmet off. Nice, Hold well on, Shotzi. <laughs> get your remember get your she, stuff in.
3: Remember when she had a tank and it was really cool? <laughs> She's just a person. Uh, you with
2: know, a helmet, apparently. Helmet. Uh, Raquel won quickly. That was a match. It was fine. Yeah. A couple yeah, of fallaway
3: slams, know. best match ever, right? Yeah. I love fall yeah. slams. I did see it. I yeah. was like walking out the door to like go get a glass of water, and I saw her pick Shotzi up like that, and I was like halfway out the door and it went. Looked at the TV, she had a fall away slam and went, Yeah. And walked.
0: walked <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> love it. Um
2: after that, Woods then did a promo. We got a recap of Kofi and Butch from last week. Kofi was on official New Day business. So Woods was by himself. Couldn't you just sure. say he was injured from last week or something? Like anything
3: to he say. He was that. ill. It was his son's yeah. birthday.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it was <anything>. His anniversary. <laughs> yeah. Anything at all. But God. Uh, we then got Woods versus Butch. And we have a name for Seamus' faction. Yeah, we do. If you thought it was fight night. You're wrong. It's the
0: Brawling Brutes.
3: I mean, I didn't think Fight Night was like a a all-time name. No. It's better than that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Sure. Um, (laughs) They really played up in this one. Woods called out Butch to be like one-on-one, no shenanigans with Seamus and Ridge Holland, is this is it that's 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 all we're gonna do for this week just me and you one-on-one butch comes out accompanied by to the ring by seamus and Ridge holland the ring announcer said he's not that's the point <laughs>
3: <laughs> you know i was a little bit worried because i'll be honest y'all i did not watch any smackdown while i was off I, this is my first smackdown in like three weeks and i was like you know I can't even say the the fake hypothetical thought out loud because there's no way that I was going to be lost coming into this show. Mm -hmm. Literally, all the same feuds that were happening a month ago are still happening. Same feuds that were happening four months ago are still happening. Why are the New Day and these friggin' Brits all still fighting each other? Are they stretching this out until Big E can come back? Because you'll be waiting a while. You will be waiting a while. And I don't know what the point of this feud is otherwise. Like... Just have someone beat Rich Holland and we can move on. But so weird. It's the same thing we say about every feud. Like, I look at, like, every so often I'll see someone post a picture and be like, oh, SmackDown in, like, you know, the beginning of the summer last year was so great. And they'll show a picture of, like, Bianca Belair facing Carmella or something. And I'll be like, this match happened on, like, six straight shows. Like, you can take one of them out of context and be like, oh, yeah, I remember that. That was all right you forget that that one is surrounded by like six duplicates of itself Mm-hmm. You know? this is
2: a point that i think uh, ollie and luke have made um saying that it's long-term storytelling there's a difference yeah. between long-term storytelling and telling the same story over a long time and yeah. that's what this is
3: <laughs> that's, that's what the sony deville naomi thing was exactly yeah, right square one i again saw someone's like listen i know we all think that the the sonya naomi thing was great i was like we do <laughs> who is this Who's Who's
2: says who says that
0: this? <laughs>
3: <Ooh.">
2: <laughs> oh god um
3: smackdown does things. anyway funny. there's
2: a six-man tag next week uh woods won with the backwards i'm still not on board with it sorry woods um Butch walked away, but then he didn't walk away, and then he attacked him, and whatever. Uh, Woods was backstage saying there's a six-man tag for next week, and the third man for their team is going to be someone who they're not going to like. It's not going to be Big E. He's definitely going to be still out, you'd think, yeah. right?
3: <laughs> you notice how every time AEW has like a surprise, it's like, oh, cool. <laughs> every time WWE's like, oh, it's a mystery part, i like, I don't care. It's going to be disappointing you know and that is a very pessimistic way to look at things and i don't like that but this is just kind of like how many times is a surprise that's the track record right yeah it you know i remember when jericho showed up at like night of champions 2015 to be the third member of the shield for a night and i was like wow that's surprising because no one actually saw it coming we don't get those surprises anymore it's always just Mm like it's gonna be like i don't know reggie I don't know. I saw him on yeah. Main Event, and I was like, you're still here. Main Event <laughs> plays after SmackDown, and it was like, the first match that came up, it was Reggie and Tommaso Ciampa. I was like, wow. Yeah. Wow. crazy Main Event, 2022. Um, yeah. I... I would love it if it was
2: Breeze, considering yeah. that they just announced that Breeze is yeah, up and Down Down. Yeah. Like, maybe he's coming back? I don't know.
3: Yeah, I'd like that. Honestly? Be cool. Honestly? And again, you can't do this now because Cesaro's gone and Adam Cole's gone, but you really could have just, I don't, you're never, never going to break up the New Day, but, like, if they were all still around, you could do a da Party faction and just have it there be a could. bunch of, like, fun, charismatic individuals. Anyway, we got to move on. We got to finish the SmackDown talk about Rampage. We please. sure
2: do. Uh, the last thing we got to talk about, oh, I'm sure we can talk about this bit quickly. Uh, is uh, Michael Cole addressing with the Banks and Naomi stuff before the main event. So, he then recapped and said, on Monday Night Raw, it was supposed to be a six-pack challenge, but then things changed. Direct quote from Michael Cole here said, Sasha and Naomi took the tag championships into the office of our head of talent relations, left them there, and then promptly walked walked out of the arena their actions disappointed millions of wwe fans and their fellow superstars so because of what sasha and naomi did this past monday night they have been suspended indefinitely and we will have a
3: future tournament to crown the new wwe women's tag team champions if they had just said due to what happened on monday night Sasha Banks and Naomi have been stripped of the, of the WWE Women's mm-hmm. Tag Team Championships. WWE will, will be announcing our, our plans for the titles moving forward. Uh, we yeah. are disappointed with the situation. If they had just said that, I'd be like, you know what? Fine. Yeah. But they know what they're doing. Yeah, of course they They know do. what they're doing. They're baby-facing themselves. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, but when you have literally spent a full decade telling the fans... That the company is the heel. I give you no sympathy. Absolutely not. Like, I I don't understand this situation. And I don't want to get too into it just because you'll get crazies coming out of the woodworks. But, God, this situation is gross. And I hate it. Mm -hmm. I hate every bit of it. Yeah. Oh, God. They got pissed with us for being awful. How yeah. how dare they? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, yeah. I've, I've seen I've seen a lot of the 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 clip going around from like the Stone Cold podcast a year or two ago where she was mm-hmm. like, "They want you to to smile and be happy to be there," and I'd be like, "The balls of these people! Mm-hmm. Like it's some privilege to work there." God damn, that pisses me off. You know. Yeah. Uh, there's so many layers to this that this this would be a full podcast discussion. In fact, it has been Wrestle Talk podcast. Check it out. Yesterday's. God, video. if I if I need another reason to hate WWE, they're yeah. giving me plenty with with their handling of this whole situation. Absolutely. Um, the thing is, like. I, I'm not,
2: you know, 100% on Banks and Naomi's side. Like, I think there's other ways that they could have handled it. I, I sure. totally understand that. But I am definitely not on WWE's side at all with this. Their handling of the situation has been absolutely atrocious. And yeah. while Banks and Naomi could have done something better, at this point, I'm like, I don't care what they do because they're always going to be better than what WWE's doing.
3: That's- right. That's That's always the thing. When it comes to something like this, I'm like, well, I don't necessarily... Like, agree with the idea of walking out on one's contract. But yes. I also don't agree with WWE's policy that they can fire you whenever you want, but you can't quit. Yes. You know? So when you have that policy, I also don't care as much. Yeah, exactly. You know? Right? And when you've spent the last two years firing people at an Unreal clip and someone decides, hey, I don't want to work here anymore, I don't really care that you want to hold them hostage. You know? Yeah. Hold their career hostage anyway. Yeah. Uh, check- anyway, I agree. I agree. Chelsea, Chelsea agrees with me. She's on the yeah. side of of Sasha Beck and Naomi because she's a good
2: yeah dog. good. Um,
3: should we and talk about we call-
2: Rampage real quick? I suppose so. There's not to, much to talk about on
3: this rampage. There's really the not show.
2: that much. Um, we'll have to wrap up the show relatively quickly anyways because we've got other stuff to do in this studio afterwards, so I'm going to be taking up time if we don't do it this quickly. Uh, it was a trios match of House of Black versus uh, the Evil the, the Uno and Press 10 uh, versus Fuego. That um, was fun. House of Black are cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm glad that they're doing something of Substance, a double or nothing. That's nice. Uh, about time.
3: Mm-hmm. Um it's all right. All right. I've got <laughs> I announce, man. I've got a, I've got a few thoughts on stuff like this. I have found recently that it's getting hard for heel factions in AEW to have like faction matches. Mm-hmm. You know? Because unless the only way that I think you can do these heel faction matches is if you put them with baby faces that are also over. You yes. know? where when they did their Halloween faction match last year with the Elite and the Dark Order, you had the Dark Order on the other side who were at that time championing Hangman Page and were a big deal. And then similarly, you had the Elite against like Christian and Brian Danielson and Jurassic Express, big stars equal to that of the Elite. Then a few weeks ago, you had the Elite against like Dante Martin, Lee Johnson, Brock Anderson, and I forget who else, but it was a five-on-five team. And that one didn't go so well because the people want to cheer for the stars and the stars of the heels. And I still kind of felt that way in this match where it wasn't as bad because this match was like really fun and flowed really well because they all have really unique offense that flows into each other very well. But the house of black were the stars of this match. And when the faction match doesn't go like five minutes, it can be kind of hard on the crowd to just stay into it. When you know the people you're supposed to cheer for are not going to win And are probably not going to make it close either, you know. Like you can get into something if it's going to be a close match, but like Fuego is not going to beat Malachi Black. Never, never, not once will Fuego. And of course, clip this out when Fuego eventually beats Malachi Black. But Fuego del Sol is not going to be beating Malachi Black, at least in the foreseeable future, you know. So it was like it was a good match. I enjoyed it. It was like a fun opener, but. Nah, I've, I've seen more, more enjoyable, more fun, more heated openers. Like, H- the House of Black just isn't on TV enough right now, you know? I want a trios match, like, once a week for a while, and then I feel like it'll be a big deal. Now it just kind of feels like, eh, every once in a while we need a show for Rampage, so we'll throw a House of Black and Fuego match on there. And that, to me, is just a little bit disappointing.
2: Yeah. Uh, we had the Acclaimed and Gun Club backstage. Yeah. And I have one question for this Tempest. Why do I like this so much? I, I shouldn't enjoy
3: this, but I really do like it. Yeah, they've... It's they've, funny. They've done something to this yeah. that has made it work, you know? I don't know like, what it
2: is, but I laughed. Yeah. I laughed quite a bit at this segment. Like, you know, when they, they showed the, uh Anthony Bowens got injured, they showed the footage of it, and Max Caster was there, and Billy Gum was like, pushed his own son out of the way to be like, hey, son, you're going to be okay. And when he comes back, we're going to have a big scissor party and all that stuff. And I was like, that's that's funny. Like, that's good. Yeah. See, like, I don't, know how, I don't know why it's good, but it is there's good.
3: The, there's never been any sort of, like, the only thing the, the ass boys have ever had going for them is that they don't like to be called the ass boys. There was nothing else to their character. Now... There's some character here. Now Billy Gunn is choosing the other one over his kids. And now there's. It's, it's, it's happening. Interpersonal conflict, Tempest. That's what we were talking about. I know. I love it. i uh, never been the biggest the Max gun called club, him Daddy. But... That was funny. Well, we'll see how this goes. I will let yeah. this play out.
2: Yeah. Um, FTR accepted the challenge from Rapongi Vice for the Ring of Bonga tag titles. Cool. Yeah. Um. Sean Spears faced a giant next, uh, who turned out to be Big Demo. Big Queen Demo. Board game club's own Big Demo. Hell yeah, man. Very cool to see him on TV. I was, I was very excited for that. Um, he beat him pretty quick. Demo got in some offense, but Spears beat him pretty handily. Um, and then he cut a promo. I understand why that happened. One, it's Rampage, uh, so they don't have much time. And two, because obviously Damo has nothing to do with AEW. He's not in a story. Spears has the story going against Wardlow. It makes perfect sense why they did what they did. Just a shame for Damo, because I really like him personally.
3: Right. I said in the edited review, I was like, I understand the circumstances that are at play here. Like, Sean Spears... He's a contracted talent. He's the one in the storyline. He's the one who's going to be facing Wardlow in like four days. But if in my universe, I simply wouldn't have Sean Spears beat Big Demo. Personally, I yeah. think that Big Demo. If if I'm picking one of those two guys to be a star, I'm picking Big Damo. Mm-hmm. And that that's just me. Yeah, that's just me.
2: Um, we had uh, Undisputed Elite promo. Um. Cole hoping the fact that it might be him versus Kyle O'Reilly, and the two of them being like, hey, we're best buds. we're going to have a great match if we fight each other, and the Bucks challenge the Hardys, which got confirmed as well. Fun. Um, and then we had Red Velvet versus Chris Statlander, uh, which was fun enough. Um, this mm-hmm. was a decent little match. Really liked the spot where Statlander had her up, and then took one hand away, and was just flexing while holding Red Velvet up. Obviously Velvet was helping herself up, but that's not the point. It looked cool. Um... This was good. Statlander got the roll-up win in the end after some some back and forth and stuff. It was good, solid action,
3: fun match. Good. Yeah, I think I mean, you pretty much covered it. Like, it was a good, solid, fun match. I think this has been, like, the least promoted quarterfinal match of this women's tournament, which is understandable because, like, the original contestant isn't in it and the whole deal. Like, you can tell that they were going a different direction for this this side of the bracket anyway, Mm -hmm. a Hikaru Shida, Ruby Soho match probably end up being the semifinal here. So getting Mm -hmm. Chris Statlander, I still really like Chris Statlander. And I think that she's going to probably hold a title before the end of the year. And I like that this little mini feud between red velvet and Chris Statlander was able to get the next chapter, you know, for, A while, it seemed like they were just going to go their separate ways without any sort of real explanation involved. But now we're getting more stuff, and I like that. I like that we've kind of brought it back around, although at the same time, there is still a part of me that wishes that this was Willow in this spot, you know, like when we were talking about the qualifiers and we were like, I Mm -hmm. think a first round exit would do more for Willow than it would for Red Velvet. Now, having seen it, I still kind of feel like that would be the case. Like if she and and Chris Dattler just went out and had like a 12, 15 minute match and was just fantastic and she lost, I think that would probably do more for her. But I also understand that they're trying to build a bunch of different stories all at the same time and this just works nicer. So no harm, no foul there. And I thought this was a very good match. Speaking of building to a
2: bunch of matches at the same time, Ruby Soho then, who was on commentary, came down for the save afterwards because Jade Cargill and the baddies started beating up Chris Statlander. She came down with the save because she's facing Chris Statlander in the semis. Uh, so then the, but then she got beaten down and then Anna Jay came out. Correct me if I'm wrong. Anna Jay hasn't been interacting with Jade Cargill like
3: at all? Not, well, not at all. They had their one match on Rampage that was actually very good. Recently. But since since then, I don't believe so. But that cool. wasn't like that long ago, though, is the thing. No, it was you know. a few months. Yeah, it was like maybe February, though.
2: Because it was, was Conti versus Cargill at
3: Revolution, right? Yeah.
2: So it was I probably around that time.
3: Yeah. I think it was just before that. It could have been right after, but I think it was before that.
2: Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, Soho got beaten up by Jade Cargill. Anna Jay then came out and saved her. Jade Cargill then later challenged Anna Jay, and that got, made, that got then confirmed for Double or Nothing. So Anna Jay versus Jade Cargill, which is fine. It's good on paper. I want them to build it a little bit. I haven't seen yeah. either of these two interact like really at all since then, so it would be good. Um, but
3: yeah, I feel like that's just kind of the way of like the, the TV titles. You know, yeah. I feel like, you know, because uh, Miro and Lance Archer last year were kind of, like, thrown together for double-nothing, and mm-hmm. I feel like just a lot of the time the TNT and TBS championship matches will just kind of be, like, the last match on a pay-per-view because they're kind of supposed to be, like, the open challenge-type titles, you know? So it doesn't bother me as much that this one doesn't have as much build as it would for some of the other matches, but in general I would like to see more, at least, mm-hmm. at least shoot the angle, like, more than a week before the pay per view, exactly. You know? like yeah, if yeah, you do this like a week or so earlier. I don't think it's as as bad.
2: Absolutely, yeah. Uh, we then go to Hookhausen and Neeson starting training montage.
3: That's fine. I like, I like this. I like that Danhausen was doing the SpongeBob lifting weights yes. thing. Yeah, you know? that bit was funny. Uh,
2: <sighs> Men of the Year did a, uh, a promo and. Sammy Guevara had the TNT title, which he stole from last week. And he said, give me me a match or we'll break the title. Dan Lambert said, no, you're not getting a match. So then he smashed up the title. And then Kazarian came in and was like, hey, I'm also going to break the title. And then he smashed up the title as well. I don't know what's going on in the TNT title picture, man. Like, I don't get any of this. I don't think this is very good.
3: Pete? Pete. They have another belt, Pete! <laughs> <laughs> they have a second belt! It was on TV like two weeks ago!
0: <laughs> <100
3: minutes. laughs> uh, I'm sick of it. Oh, God! You know, like, oh, uh, I was not super down okay. with I was not super down with like Sammy Guevara's title run the first time mm-hmm. around. Yeah. You know, but there was like the, the Cody stuff that was mixed in. And I was once they did like the ladder match, I was like, okay, that ladder match was goddamn fantastic. Let's just let's let's just reset at that point. And I'll be like, okay, that's a great part to be like you were the new champion. All that interim stuff's done away with. Let's move on, move on to better things. I've no idea what they're doing anymore with this title. Like, and again, (laughs) once Scorpio won the title in the ladder match, I was like, okay, now perfect reset button. They did the double turn type thing. He's a baby face. Now you just had a fantastic ladder match and you go have a great baby face run. And they turned him heel. And I was like, all right, now you've lost me. I don't care anymore. Strike three. You're out. Fix it. Uh, what? What are we doing here at this point? Who am I supposed to cheer for in this little three-way feud? Is it Kazarian? Because now he's hanging out with Sammy Guevara, and I don't like him. I don't know what I'm supposed to cheer for. He's hanging out with Sammy Guevara and breaking the TNT title.
2: That's not a babyface thing to do.
3: <sighs> I, I just... So much I of, of AEW's <sighs> booking is so concise at times. This yeah. has felt like the complete opposite. And there's Mm. so many people on the roster now that I would rather see the TNT title on than the people involved in this story. And that's really disappointing for a number of reasons because I've wanted to give Scorpio Sky his due and give him his run, but I... I mean, I think it's safe to say he's probably been, like, the worst TNT champion. Like, at least on paper. He hasn't defended the title against anybody. You know, Mm -hmm. like, so... Unless he quickly turns that around, I need this title to be put on, like, Andrade or Pac or, or Swerve or Keith Lee or Hook or, or Ricky Starks or Powerhouse Hobbs or anyone that I'd rather see than Men of the Year. Yeah. My last point on this matter, and we can move on, is that, to me, these titles are, like, free get-on-TV-at-least-once-a-week cards, you know? If you're the TNT champion, you have your avenue to get on TV every single week. Mm-hmm. I would rather someone else be in possession of the TNT title, free spot on TV card, than the men of the year.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> Tony Storm and Britt Becker had a quick promo. It was fine. It was good. I thought, Tony mm-hmm. Tony Storm said, I'm going to rearrange your teeth and become your DMD, and Britt Becker didn't have a response and walked off. And then Excalibur... Ran down all the matches. Oh my god. Like, I think they really need to rein this in. Because god, like, if you want to promote, like, a few matches for next week, um, I'm on board. That's totally cool. If You want to be like, hey, you should really tune into Rampage because we've got this really big match and this really big match (laughs) happening. (laughs) Fine. Even if you want to say, you should tune into Dynamite next week, we've got this big match, this big match, and this big match. And on Rampage next week, we've got this big match, this big match, and this big match. Fine. You cannot run down (laughs) dynamite every match on dynamite, every match on rampage, and every match on double or nothing in the space of like 30 seconds. That is slow down.
3: Oh Oh my god, you can
2: just just slow down because this is just too much. He announced I counted them, Tempest. He ran through 11 matches. And then there was the Jade Cargill promo. And then he ran Mm. through six more matches straight after a very quick Jade Cargill promo. (laughs) This is a problem I have. I feel like this exemplifies an actual problem I have with Rampage is that everything feels rushed. Everything Mm. feels so, like, to the second on Rampage. Obviously, it's edited. And you can tell with some stuff cutting around as well, you have, like, you know in the the big name of sean spears stuff Mm -hmm. sean spears won they immediately cut to a replay they immediately cut back and Spears is cutting a promo like obviously they cut some time out in there and everything just feels like right next bit next bit next bit next bit next bit bit, for the hour it's like just take some stuff out of the show and let everything breathe a little bit and i feel like this is an example of that like talk about your three four biggest matches that you want to promote rather than everything and just let stuff Breathe. And let let Excalibur literally breathe. Because, God, <laughs> how does he do that?
3: I don't know. I kind of think they should lean into this. I think they should give it a name. Like, the Excalibur speed round or something like that. Like That might help it I, get over. I think if you do this, like, one or two more times, it will get over. I don't know how that works exactly, because there aren't people in the building that will pop for this because they can't hear it. No. Exactly. But it'll get over with me. <laughs> I don't know. And honestly, anyway, we... right now I I just want to be entertained, and it entertains yeah. me. I I spent too much time on that, and we really
2: need to wrap up the show because we're already over time. We had the main event yeah. of Dante Martin and Matt Sidell versus Brian Dannison and John Moxley. It was fun. I'm unsurprised.
3: Yeah. Wrestlers
2: evolved. This was fun. uh Blackpool Combat Club are still amazing. William Regal was on commentary. Massive thumbs up. Love William weagle He's my favorite. Uh, and obviously Jericho was on commentary, so he had that beef between Blackpool Comic Club and Jericho Appreciation Society as well. All thumbs up from me. There was a brawl at the end with Danielson getting his leg caught in the ramp, which is definitely a work. Like, 100%. I watched the clip that they put up on their YouTube channel. Danielson gets his leg caught and then pulls the referee in to be like, I'm fine. Tell Hager to start stomping on my leg. And then Hager goes over and the referee points towards Danielson's leg. And then Hager stops stomping on his leg. Like... It's a work. Danielson's just a genius. Danielson legitimately got his leg caught and then was like, I'm going to use this because he's a, he's very smart, you see. But this was very fun. Good way to end the show. Big brawl. Fun. Good main event.
0: Yeah,
3: It's about everything that you would want out of a main event like this. Again, it wasn't going to be the one that steals the show and steals the week and his match of the year or anything like that, but you're not going to have a bad match with these four guys. Now, that in mind i did think that this was one of those matches that suffers from being you know on a taped rampage that has a tired crowd and has seen four and a half hours of wrestling and man like it was it was a little disappointing because there were a few moments here that really didn't get the reaction that they normally do like the rapid fire elbow spots that mm. they typically do as a full blackpool combat club thing to lead into the finish just didn't get over this time and I was like well that's it, it was just sad. Like, they were elbowing people, and it was just kind of quiet. It led to a flat finish, but I will give props to this match because Dante, when he reached the bottom rope with his legs and he managed to break that lapel lock, that was like a real Ricky Morton sell. Get the people behind you with a big pop, and he breaks out of the finishing submission. That was like a great babyface sell. that takes him from being like a good babyface to a great babyface. And that really works when it's a guy like Dante Martin who's young and has like that really like you know a boyish face. Like, can you have a boyish face if you're just young? <laughs> you're just really young, you know. You are just a boy. Yeah, <laughs> but he's really good at that, you know, sympathetic sell. And I just like yes. seeing matches like this because you get to see the improvement happening in real time.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Uh, overall, Rampage was missable this time. Yeah, solidly missable, uh, which is, which is missable. a shame. Yeah, Yeah. because uh, normally you have at least like one or two matches where you're like, it's missable, but you should go and check out these matches because they're really, really good. Whereas this time it's like there are some fine matches, but like if you miss it,
3: eh, yeah, you'll be fine. A lot, it's, a lot of the time I would say like you won't feel bad if you go out of your way to watch this show. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say this show is a waste of time because that feels more negative. But yeah, as far as Rampages go, it was kind of a waste of time. Yeah you know yeah, with the exception really of like much. the tournament with the exception of the tournament match nothing on this show mattered and that was disappointing yeah
2: well on that note let's get into oh yeah we need to say thank you to some very special people before we do the rest of your ultra chats here and those are our $25 and above Pledge Hammers on our Patreon page. If you've not been to our Patreon page yet, you really should. Also, now's a really good time to head over to patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk. Not literally right this minute, but maybe later today. Maybe there'll be something there that's different to normal. Hmm. Maybe. Maybe. Because there's a series that's starting today on Parts of Unknown. Who knows if that's got anything to do with it? Uh, But also, Mm -hmm. if you pledge at the $25 or above tier, you get your own custom wrestling nickname, and it gets read out on a show much like this one. So thank you to Will. I paid Adam to drink garlic and herb dip on the live stream. Stuart.
3: Yeah. It's the yes. Murderous James Murtaugh. Yeah. The Findicator, Finn Brennan. Yeah. He ran. Aaron ha- Hanrahan. Yeah, That's a new one. Yeah. Ross Pooper Scoopa Cooper. Yeah. Russell Talks Personal Problem Solver, Jamie Donovan. Yeah. yeah. He's got two first names. Matt Howard. Yeah. The Baker, Adam Cakebread. Yeah. yeah. The man with the scoops, Sean. Yeah. The Cyclone, Brandon Sires. Yeah, yeah. What's love? Got to do with it. Got to do got with to it. Do. Matthew Turner. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tower of London, Nigel Morris.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. All of our pledge hammers over on our Patreon page. And Patreon.com forward slash Talk is really, really, really good. There's some stuff later. New content later. Spoilers. Anyway, let's get into the rest of your Ultra Chats here. Last chance to get those in at WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. going to read out all the ones that are five US bucks and up by the time the show goes off the air, which is very, very soon. Legit Underboss says, welcome back, Lord Tempest. I kind of wanted the Usos to lose so that when they apologize to Roman, he can tell them to forget about it, (laughs) cuz. Well done. Well done. Very, very good. Like that. Uh, legit underboss again said uh, the fact that sasha and naomi have been removed from wwe shop and the velveteen dream stuff is still up shows how petty they are
3: i didn't know that
2: i didn't know that either
3: i didn't <clears> know <throat> that second part i knew they'd been removed no. from wwe shop but like
2: yeah Oof, it's really crikey
3: this company
2: yeah uh miguel ortiz has been a member member for two months in a row thank you so much so There's two months. Side notes when it comes to the shoddy camera work of WWE, blame Kevin's buck teeth. Always his buck teeth. Disagree. Yeah,
3: I He's don't think his teeth make man. him worse. Yeah. No.
2: He's just a terrible
3: cameraman. Him. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, Graham Shaw said, Sammy destroying the TNT title might have gone in the most heat for me, uh, with, with me anything in an AEW ever has. And he's the babyface.
3: Dark Order need to beat his ass
2: for disrespecting the title synonymous with Brody, and Miro needs to redeem that championship.
3: God, I really do need Miro on this show asap. You know, I will say, well, and this is coming from someone who has a TNT title, Brody Lee inspired tattoo. I think. I think people need to chill with the, the. you can't do anything to this belt. It's a Brody Lee tribute belt thing. Yeah. It's like they retired the Brody Lee tribute belt. They gave, they gave that to a negative his one. And yeah, yeah. They very specifically got a new belt for the purposes of having it not be a Brody Lee tribute belt. Exactly. I've seen a lot of people talking about how they're spitting on his grave and disrespecting his legacy. And it's like, y'all need to chill a little bit with that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, DarTrain24 says, Smack your ass and call you Judy. Here's an idea. Since you and Tempest are a team and you and Denise are called Team Panisse, we could have a championship number one contenders match and a Judy, Peanut, Chopper, on a forklift match. Happy birthday, Peanut. It's not my birthday. Yeah. But and, thank you.
3: But when you raise Judy, Peanut, Chopper on the forklift, you can say, Peanuts on the up.
2: Peanuts on the up! Got it. There it is, Tempest. That's the joke of the day. Hey Tempest, you'll never guess what I didn't do before the show started.
3: Check your email. Check
2: for emails, Check. and now it's logged me out of the the right, account, Gee, account. It's just
3: account. It's, to, it's just fallen to pieces today.
2: It's 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 not been a fun day, man. Like linked to this this CVW <laughs> launch, uh, the last couple days have been a lot um and then pete you're so ex-
3: you're so excited pete
2: i am excited for the series but it's just been a lot the last couple days and
3: it's, imagine the people it, watching this like again if, if you're listening to this podcast and you've listened to the intro where it's like is back yeah we're so excited and then you go through like an hour and a bit of this whole show and then you get to the end you, you hear pete and he's like man the cvw <laughs> what, what happened <laughs>
2: I am still super pumped for it. It's going to be a great show. It's just a little bit stressful getting things ready for it. That's all. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's a reason I'm at the studio today, which I won't go into. But anyway, um, uh, let's see. I've got an email here. (laughs) This is a good one from John. that says this is specifically directed at me. Mm. And it says, hello. This question is only really aimed at you, Pete, because from what I've heard, you previously worked at Greg's. That's true. Yes, I did before I worked here. Um, I have an interview there next week because I really need a job and I think it'll be a good start. I was just wondering if you had any tips for the interview or working there in general, as well as any information on what your experience was like there. Any funny stories? Would you recommend someone to give it a go? Thanks, guys. Look, I'm not going to pretend to. I'm not going to pretend to you that it's a great job. It's working in retail with yeah. customers. Customers are the worst. Why, it's just There's it, yeah. never going to be a good customer-facing retail job because that sucks. Dealing I with thought people you were going to say there's
3: never going to be a good customer. <laughs> it's like they're all not bad. One. Every not single one. one. They walk
2: Everyone the sucks. Just,
3: uh. <laughs>
2: <laughs> there are occasionally good customers, but generally speaking, it's not that great. Having said that, there are significantly worse companies to work for than Greg's. Greg's is okay. They, 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 can. They have been known to take care of people when things go wrong. So, that's a thumbs up from me. Um, Good yeah, friend, Greg. It's yeah. Thanks, Mister Greg. Um, uh, it's 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 fine. Uh, it's a little bit of a learning curve to start with, but once you get used to it, it's pretty easy. Um, that's what I'd say. Yeah, just. Be prepared for people to expect services that you don't do and can't do. And then they tell you that they want that thing. You go, well, I can't do that. And then they go, but why? And it's like, because I can't. But why though? Yeah, no, because I can't. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I want it. Uh, great. But also, I can't. Um, so I it expect a lot of that.
3: The, every customer is bad, but those are the best ones.
2: Absolutely. Um, do I have any funny stories? <clears throat> I feel like I've told a couple on Russell Talk after dark before. It's possible a couple of funny, funny stories when I worked there. Um, trying to think of anything funny. There's a, there's some more not funny stories that are a bit more serious, uh, which doesn't meet the criteria. Funnily enough, of funny no. stories. So <laughs> I, 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 I don't, don't have a
3: funny story. I I have a serious story. Does that <laughs> meet the qualifications of your funny? I story? have a story of when a guy broke into
2: the store with a knife. You know, is that fun? Is that a funny story? No, um, not really. Like a lot of the funny, the funny stories was just you know the the, the work colleagues hanging out and chatting nonsense, mm-hmm. which you get. It's not really related to the job. So mm-hmm. yeah, and you get weird well, customers. You always get weird customers. It's fine. You
3: sure it. do. I'm not sure if I told this story on a on an After Dark. I may have. So if you've heard this story, stop me. There was a time. I believe this was my first year working in retail. I could be wrong on that. Might have been my second. But it was an off day, and this is back when I worked for the Toronto Blue Jays baseball team. Mm-hmm. Worked in their uh, their team store, and we were open like every day, and we were open when the the team wasn't in town, so or before games and everything. So it wasn't just like oh, the games playing stores open and I was in there on like an off day and it was like me maybe another person someone else is on break and the manager you know there's a pretty small crew but that's normal and this guy walks in and I have no idea, no knowledge that this guy is gonna be a problem <laughs> but he walks in and I walk up to him and I was like hey how you doing sir can I help you find anything today and he's like looking at this shirt wall with hangers and everything and he like grabs a shirt off the wall he's like i want this shirt but not on a hanger <laughs> and i'm i'm perplexed i'm befuddled i'm like uh so i start like trying to take off take out the hanger from this shirt and he's like no i want one that's never been on a hanger I was like what, what? what? Like, what I, i'm <laughs> sorry i'm sorry sir <laughs> i don't understand your request <laughs> And It was a Saturday, I remember, because the warehouse wasn't open. So I couldn't just, like, call down to see if they have one, like, in a plastic bag that hadn't been opened Mm -hmm. and everything yet. So I was like, well, I mean, we could put your name in the book and give you a call on Monday or something. Because, like, I don't know, sorry, I can't fulfill your strange request. If I had, like, if this came later in my retail career, I absolutely just, Mm -hmm. like, would have taken one, like, to the back and then just, like oh i was never on a hanger oh mm-hmm. wow what a coincidence we had one in a bag bat in the back and immediately upon just being like whoa we can put your name in the book he was like oh, i want to speak to a manager this is ridiculous <laughs> <I'm> like, mike <laughs> mike is that any customer it's your job and sure like i was and this is one where you kind of stand like around the corner because you kind of want uh, to eavesdrop and spectate what happens yeah and and this guy's like i have a I have a very high uh, university education. I know what I'm talking about. And he's like, "What are you talking about?" Oh God, yeah. <laughs> like, we don't have your your packaged shirt for you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing we can do. So you will indeed find customers like that that want mm-hmm. their shirts to have never been on a hanger before. My yeah. advice to anybody going to an interview is wear a tie. Because every yeah. time that I've worn a tie to an interview, they've always been like, oh, you wore a tie. Oh, bonus points or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know? And every once in a while, it's just like people just be like, oh, it's past a, you know, dress your jacket and a button-up shirt and everything. No, you wear a tie, people will notice. Yep. 100%. I will. Guarante- f- I will guarantee it. Interview. Guarantee it. You'll guarantee- yeah. I guarantee your job. This is not a guarantee. <laughs> guarantee your job. Asterisk. Not a guarantee.
2: <laughs> Um, oh, you reminded me of something that I was going to say of the customer no, that I had in... No, no, Tempest, it's not the same. <laughs> it's not the same as usual. There's, there was a customer that you reminded me of when you were talking about that. Fine, I'll move on to the other thing I was going to say, and maybe it'll come back to me. Um, for the, uh, the Greg's interview that I had specifically, uh, I remember going to the interview, and I was not prepared at all i i had like i was desperately trying to find a job because i just got out of another one that i had and i was like i was just like i just need something anything so i was like oh greg's interview sure i'll go there it was like next day went there and i was like crap i don't know anything about grace because like i didn't normally go all that often so i didn't really know like Mm. what kind of like products they did or anything like that i didn't know what their food tasted like like anything at all so i went in and I said, oh, yeah, I've got a, I've got an interview. And they said, OK, hang on. We're just going to go um, get the, the person who's going to be interviewing you. Just wait here. So while I waited there at the storefront very quickly, just started scanning the shelves of all the food to be like, uh, 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 what do they do? What do they do? What do they do? And just memorize like a couple of names of like the different like sandwiches and stuff. Mm-hmm. so when i went into the interview uh the person was just like oh do you uh do you normally um come to a I was was like oh yeah all the time yeah yeah, yeah. i love coming yeah. to it yeah it's really good she's like oh what's your favorite thing i was like yeah true a crunch baguette she's like oh great like not- notes <laughs> that down." i was like
3: yeah Wait <laughs> till you make it pete yeah nailed i think it. I, I i think i told the the people that were interviewing me at the blue jays store that i've been working in retail for like six months or something it was a seasonal job but you just you, you get what you need to do, you know? And yeah, what are they gonna they're gonna go back through my my interviews and be like, oh, I think he lied in this interview. <laughs> Fire <it>. <laughs> <laughs> I got fired from that job multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> so they're way ahead of me. They're way ahead of me on that one. Yeah. I just oh, kept man. coming back, you know. It was a decent little summer job. And like I had enough managers that liked me that would rehire me. After a season where a, a different manager had fired me and i just show up again and be like, yeah, you've seen the last time. <laughs> <too."> <laughs> Amazing. Oh. Um,
2: I remembered the customer that I was going to talk about when you get weird customers who just come in with mm-hmm. really strange requests. I'm pretty sure I told this one on After Dark before. Can't remember. <clears throat> but a guy came in to... When I was working at Greg's, uh, the the one thing that Greg's is known for more than anything uh, more than anything else is sausage rolls. That's what they do. Mm. That's that that that's the signature thing, right? A guy came in. A guy came in. Tape measure out, right? One of those like big like metal mm-hmm. tape measures, and was just holding it out. And he just walked up with a tape measure and said, "I'm here to measure your sausage rolls." <laughs> and all of us just kind of looked each other behind the counter, just like what <laughs> What are you talking about? And he's like, I've, I've had a, a, a call-in um, that your sausage rolls are not up to standard size, um, so I'm here to measure them. And we were like... Call in. <laughs> well, what are you talking uh <laughs> Call back for the manager. What's going on with this? She's like... Literally, like, she was on the phone and, like, kind of, like, put it down to listen. She And we were like, yeah, there's someone here to, like, measure sausage rolls. She literally went... Just shook her head and went back on the phone. And then we were like, Yeah, no, we haven't we haven't been told that anyone like that is coming. He's like, Okay, I'll be back soon. And then just walks off, walks off out the store. <laughs> tape measure, still out, by the way. <laughs> Didn't put the tape measure away. Just walks out the store. I was like, Ugh. what the hell is that? Who Some comes in to measure
3: a troll? Like <laughs> I don't know, man. I've got I've got one That's more hateful. quick one because I it still mm. sticks with me and it still just it absolutely tickles me. It was the same store, and I was working in the, the little back section of the store uh, This on this day. Again, another off day, not a lot of people around. And we had a little back area of the store that was just, you know, at one point it was memorabilia. At another point, it became become the children's section. But it was like it had its own cash register. So if you were back there, you didn't really have to go into the back of the, uh, the rest of the store. And there was a door there, too. So people would kind of, like, come in and out, you know, throughout the day. And at one point, a woman kind of walks through the rest of the store, like the main store, to my back area. And I guess there weren't a ton of people on the the floor or whatever. That's fine. She comes back, and she's like, excuse me, how do you get to the other part of the store? And I was like, what? There's no other part of the store. It's one big room. What are you talking about? And I'm like, I'm sorry? And she's like, "Yeah, you know the other the other part of the store, the part of the store over there." And I'm like, uh, "What are you talking about?" So I get out from behind the the counter, and I'm like, "I wander over." And i said like, "What is this woman on about?" Thinking maybe she's like seeing through the glass onto the concourse where you can mm-hmm. see like the field and everything. Like I wouldn't think that's a store, but you don't know these people. And she's like, she points. She's like, "Yeah, how do I get over there?" And I stopped and I went, "Ma'am, that's a mirror." <laughs> She just points to a big mirror that's on the wall. (laughs) And she laughed and said, Oh, I'm sorry, and left. But I was like, Oh no. I hope she remembers that I will remember this forever.
2: (laughs) You know? That's amazing.
3: Oh, (sighs) I'm crying.
2: ma'am that's a mirror
3: ma'am that's a mirror (laughs) like there's no way to say that and not sound condescending (laughs) i'm sorry ma'am that you thought our mirror was a doorway (laughs) anyway
2: um that's gonna do it for this episode of the Rest of Top Podcast, welcome back, Tempest. Nice to have you back. I missed you. Um, uh, stay tuned for more content coming soon. It is Double or Nothing next weekend. Excitement. It's Hell in a Cell the weekend after. Less excitement. Um, but excitement nonetheless. The content train continues. Uh, we love you very much. Stay safe. Goodbye.
1: 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com/work. shopify.com/work. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats
0: and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter.